0: slept in hey we're not judging sometimes you just need to get a little bit more sleep
1: and if you need to snooze we'd much rather you did it at home in your warm comfortable bed than in our pews you can always catch up with the sermon later, right here on this sunday morning sleep in podcast
0: now you're still going to miss out on some things that we think are pretty important like hanging out with people uh, people (laughs) who will challenge inspire make you laugh support encourage all of those things you're going to miss out on some great music you're going to miss out on some cute kids and you're going to miss out on the delightful and delectable Girl Scout cookies that are sold in the fellowship hall <laughs> This after is fellowship.
1: This is, this worship is...
0: we can't give you any of that through podcasts, podcast but we will give you what we can
1: I'm Susan Foster
0: and I'm Chris Marshall
1: and we're United Methodist Pastors in Reno, Nevada we're not theological experts or homiletical harbingers of a brand new age we're your average pastors helping our congregations think through life's big questions every week
0: we started this podcast so if you're away from home, or working, or coaching, or perhaps taking your shift outside of Rayleigh's selling Girl Scout Our cookies, cookies. <laughs> or maybe you're just sleeping in, you can keep up with some of the ideas floating around the church.
1: Each episode is a conversational version of a sermon we gave on Sunday. We invite you, whatever day it is you're listening to this, whatever you're doing, that you would receive this with an open heart and an open mind.
0: And a quick note. Uh, We encourage you to use your open mind to think your own thoughts. We don't expect that you will always agree with us, but, you know, we think we're right. So I actually saw a t-shirt this week that I almost purchased that said, I could be wrong, but I doubt it. (laughs) Um, uh, You know, trust your own thoughts and talk to the people around you about what you're thinking about your spiritual life. This is fodder for you uh, to enter into a conversation. Our sincere hope is that you will experience the mysterious loving force in the world we know as God moving in your life as you consider this.
1: So Isaiah 40. Oh,
0: it's a famous one. We use this a one a lot. It's a
1: famous one. We take the end of it basically, the last ten verses this week. Isaiah 40, 21 to 31. Okay. It's a lot of questions that are being asked of, of people and being asked by God and and of God. And anyway, it's a, it's a really fabulous verse and um, it happens to be it was my dad's favorite. Oh. Um, uh, eagles rise up on wings as of eagles. Yeah, and there's That's- the
0: song. Yep. And God will raise you yep. up on eagles', eagle's wings yep. and bury you on the breath of God.
1: The Sunday that we had this this text come up, we also had a baptism. Of well, course you two did. baptisms.
0: How many baptisms does that make this year, Susan? That's just,
1: a lot. just two so just, far. Just
0: two and then a few more in a few in more weeks. In a couple weeks, weeks yeah.
1: And yeah. And so, of course, baptism was on my mind. It had been on my mind since the baptism of the Lord Sunday a couple weeks ago. Of course, it's a it's another illustration of this verse. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm always, I'm reminded every time I do a baptism, I'm reminded of my confusion as a child.
0: What were you confused about?
1: I was confused because I remember, I guess I could, I really distinctly hear, hearing the liturgy, the t- part about an outward invisible sign of an inward and invisible grace.
0: Oh, I love that line.
1: Uh, it's one of my favorites too. But as a kid, it really confused me because water is clear and it dries.
0: So it's not really visible so anyway. So it's not really visible. It's an outward and an invisible sign of an inward and invisible <laughs> grace.
1: But that's because I didn't understand what baptism was. You know, like I didn't understand that baptism wasn't really the water. Mm-hmm. But baptism was the whole thing. Now I'm imagining. The public thing.
0: I'm imagining like putting some Kool-Aid tablets in the water, just so you can see it. You know? <laughs> just so you like, can see it. Yeah, blue, like bright blue. So you like, stain their cute like the toilet white cleaner water. <laughs> you see that's like really blue. Right. Yeah, like that.
1: But you know, as I've gotten older, obviously, I'm not nearly as confused about baptism.
0: Coming to a baptismal font near you.
1: But I still love that line because it reminds me that. That, that what we're doing as a community is the outward invisible sign
0: uh-huh.
1: of the inward and invisible grace.
0: And it is a community action. We don't right. do individual baptisms.
1: No. It's no. not
0: a thing that we do in the Methodist church. No.
1: That moment, that it's a moment, the thing we do in church in community, that is, is one moment of a whole thing, like, yes. like of a lifetime of, of stuff, right? It's not just that water, just that water on that head at that moment, Right. Um, but it is a point in time where we mark reminding us of what is going on and it's a naming thing right we use people's names like we don't use their last name we use their first names we don't go this is this is little miss you know jones jones we go this is clara elizabeth it's a way to recognize that we are calling somebody by name not just because they have a name
0: <laughs> right but
1: because they are a whole and, and divine person right um, loved by God, um, and you know, hopefully loved by us, right? Yeah. When we witness a baptism, we are reminded that we are not only called by name, but we are a part of God's calling others by name.
0: Right. Well, and the the whole idea of a name in particularly in the Old Testament, mm-hmm. but the name calling something by its name means that you are claiming a power over it. Right. And so, in baptism, we are sort of claiming the power to state this truth that this person is loved by God to claim that is sort of audacious.
1: Yeah, it is audacious. It
0: is audacious. And so to say so-and-so, whatever yeah. your, Mr. So-and-so, uh, whatever your name is, Julie, you are loved mm-hmm. by God and we're claiming that for you.
1: Yeah. yeah. That, that is... Yeah. And we an do intense, that on your behalf until you can do it yourself. Until you
0: can do it yourself. And we do that as community so that if the person who baptized you moves away for whatever reason, it still holds. Like right, you are still right. held in community.
1: And I, w- I was reminding my folks about how important it is to have the recognition of existence. Mm. I was a kid when the Romania orphanages were discovered. Do you I remember this? No. So with the fall, was... with the fall of of the Eastern Bloc, um, one of the things that was was discovered was that the Romanian orphanages, where there were hundreds, if not thousands, of children who were just basically left. Wow. Even when they were under care of the government, there was no interaction with them. There was no care of them. There was no, you know, and here they they were um, uh, neglected and ignored. And what what we realized, what so I, you know, people already knew, but but like more of us became aware of is that then if you're not recognized and cared for as a child,
0: it affects you a lot.
1: A lot. And imagine if you had none. Yeah. You can't make meaningful connections you grow, and because they're not recognized as a person. And one of the things we do in baptism. We do as community to say you are a person and beloved, and God calls each of us by name.
0: So I just watched a Chris Rock special last night, uh-huh. stand up comedy special that he just released called "Tambourine," <laughs> which was pretty good uh, in some ways and very Chris Rocky in other ways. But he uh, he talked about raising black children mm. and how important it is for parents to let them know not to expect that they will be recognized as full people. Mm. And how heartbreaking that is. Of course, he did it in a really funny way. But he basically said, before my kids leave the house every day, I say, you walk out this door, nobody cares about you. (laughs) You know, which is like Uh, the opposite of what we're claiming for people. But what we're claiming for people is aspirational in a lot of ways. Yes, yes. It's very aspirational. It's not not real just because we say it. It's something we have to live out. And Mm -hmm. the fact that there are children in our country who don't experience that in our society makes it, I think, even more important for us as a church. To be the people who are going to claim it and live it out.
1: The scripture, the the Isaiah 40, is really this discussion by the author reminding us of the nature of God. Mm. And who God is when we seek to tame and we think we have all the answers. And when we think we can determine who God is, Isaiah says... Yeah, no, that's not how this works. You
0: know, He's not a tame lion. (laughs) He's
1: not a tame lion, right? And that's always what I think about, right? Like, he's not a tame lion. But he's good. But he's good. And the questions are, have you not heard? Have you not known? Has it not been told to you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth that there's a God who sits above the, the circle of the earth, who stretches out the heavens like a curtain and spreads them out like a tent to live in? The God, the creator of the ends of the earth, who does not faint or grow weary, cares for the people renewing their strength so that they might mount up on wings as of eagles how silly of
0: us to think that we're in this alone
1: right how silly of us to think we're in this alone and how 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 silly of us to put god you know to make god small mm. cuz i just love that image of the tent yeah my family owns. You can't
0: see it, but Susan's doing hand motions right now. I'm doing
1: hand motions because because <laughs> I was about to say is my the family tent I grew up with is this very modernistic looking North Face tent.
0: Okay, and but this is something you grew up with in the '70s, so uh, modernistic for the '70s or modernistic? for Oh, it's still now? pretty like modernistic. Space age? Have you
1: you haven't seen pictures of it? Have I you haven't we seen have your gone tent camping? No. I own it now, so we can go camping with it. We Can go camping, and it's bright yellow orange. That's the tent I see, right? I see this tent that that starts out so little and ends up so big. It's a backpacking tent that sleeps four.
0: I love it when tents say they sleep four, though. What they really mean is they sleep you and your dog. Like, <laughs> if you're anything like my dog, uh, she just spreads out. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I mean, four is a little tight, but you could do it. You know, this, this image, the writer of this part of Isaiah, 2nd Isaiah, you know, it's overwhelming to some degree that even a mountaintop experience, even... Thinking we know it all. We're going to turn a corner and find we don't. Uh-huh. Annie Dillard puts it this way. One turns at last even from glory itself with a sign of relief for the depths of mystery. And even from the heights of splendor, we bounce back and hurry for the latitudes of home. It's all too much. Too beautiful. Too amazing. Too wonderful. We cannot contain ourselves.
0: It reminds me of that the thing people talk about. like When you go outside and you see the stars and you think how big the universe is and how right. small you are. Mm-hmm. I've never felt small. Hmm. I've, I mean, maybe that's a personality flaw, but like, <laughs> i go into be the world, Chris. It could and be. and I look up at the stars, and I think how massive the universe is, and then I think I'm a part of it. Yeah, right. You know, like, right. I'm, this is, I belong in this mm-hmm. place, and right. I'm a part right. of all of these amazing things that are happening, spiraling through through the universe at the speed right. of light, and I just think, wow, that's cool. That's but, cool, right? But I always, cause it always makes me sad when, when we think...
1: Well, God is so
0: big and therefore we are worms. Right. And instead it's like God is so big and God is calling us to live big lives. Right.
1: Well, and I, I think it's interesting that you bring that up, Chris, because I think there's sort of like it's the half empty, half full mm-hmm. glass issue. Yeah. So are we looking at the brokenness or are we looking at the, are we at the in, life?
0: Are we in competition with the stars?
1: <laughs> are, we, are, yeah, are, are we trying to be stars if and the then stars realize are, we can't be a star?
0: If the stars are too big, then we must be worthless. Like, right. No, like, like, no. We, we all get to be in this universe together. Right. We are recycled stardust, as we right. remind people on Ash Wednesday.
1: You know, as you say, like, I get to be a part of it. And what sustains me, I think, is that I say, there's all of this. Mm-hmm. And God still wants to be in relationship with me. Yeah. That, for me, is the, the crossroads, And so, you know, here's this immense picture. The canopy. The canopy, right? The, the like, bigger than the tent. And, and God, the good and powerful. Yeah. You know, the great and glorious Oz. Yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> like, wants wants to have that connection. Doesn't want to hide behind the mask. Uh-huh. Actually wants us to see the fullness yeah, and that—that's one of those things that we claim in baptism that yeah. that's the thing we're working on. You yeah. know that 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 we're saying, let let's go see if we can't see the full picture of God, even if it's futile to think we're ever going to have it all figured out. Yeah. Let's go try.
0: I have a friend who's an artist, a musician, and his name's John Hart. And he's amazing. He's amazing. He writes really great music, and I love it. And I've memorized all of it that I've heard. Yeah. And he has this one song called Isaiah Forty, and it's about it's the image of the walking into the temple, and mm. the and the hem of God's garment being larger than the temple of the curtain and the canopy of space, and all of right, that, right, like right, that. Right. This epic picture of God, this mystical, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. majestic right. picture of God. And in this song, there's no words. It's just instrumental. Mm. And it's beautiful. It's kind of this ambient sound. And it if you really listen to it, if you close your eyes and sort of remove distractions and actually listen to the sound, it sounds like there's something huge happening. Mm. Like the spheres of the earth are rubbing against each, each other. And you yeah. can hear it, you know, like you're connected to this massiveness. And then all of a sudden, it's this the sound of a child saying, up, 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 up. And like, that's us. Yeah. Right? Like that God is this huge, majestic, amazing, wonderful Beyond uh-huh. comprehension kind of thing. And we're just stumbling into the temple like, daddy.
1: Daddy, come on. Mom. Mama. Up. Mama. Yeah, up. yeah.
0: And I just think like, God, every time I hear that song, I just start weeping. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah. because it's crazy to think that you, that God can be that big and that small for us.
1: And so tying it back to baptism and this mm-hmm. big picture that, you know, the baptism we watched that morning. And the baptism we've experienced in our lives, and the promises we've made at baptisms, right, are just one one step—a glimpse of the unsearchable understanding of God that mm. we get to have these glimpses. And uh, most of us, if not all of us, are not going to have God's understanding just delivered to us, boom.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not like a one-time thing, right?
1: Instead, we we live with our lives and God's, and with God and with God's people. And years of exploring and seeking and reflecting and acting with God lead us to into that better place of understanding. Yeah, Maybe not the fullness, you know, Bible study, worship, practices of faith, hospitality, forgiveness, stewardship, and
0: service. The whole discipleship thing. The
1: whole discipleship the, thing. The being
0: on the journey, the learning on the job, right. The right. apprenticeship, the, kind, the of apprenticeship
1: kind of thing. The apprenticeship kind of thing. And still being in awe of it. Yeah. Balancing those two things. So that the awe leads us into more.
0: Well, cool. Well, thank you, Susan. Thank you, Chris. And thanks to you all for listening to the Sunday Morning Sleep In podcast. If you have questions for us, if you have your own story about baptism, you can get in touch with us. Shoot us an email, sundaymorningsleepin at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Sunday Morning Sleep In. You can find us online, sundaymorningsleepin.com. That's our blog. There's links posted to the things that we talk about in each episode. You can listen to the entire archive there. Uh, you can find out more about the churches that Susan and I serve there. The scripture for this podcast is Isaiah 40, 21 to 31. And the music that you're listening to right now is Take Me Higher by Jazzer.
1: And we offer a blessing, a benediction, a sending forth a, at every worship service and at the end of this podcast. And so we are never out of the reach of God's love. It's magnificent and wonderful. And you are loved and called by God. And God loves you there's nothing you can do about it. So go and figure out what God's calling you to do today. Amen. Mm